0: Hey everybody, welcome to the John D. Podcast. I'm your host, John D. Miller. How's it going? You doing alright? Are you doing alright? Are you staying safe? Are you staying out of the way of the other sick people? Or the other... I don't know. How do you... How, what do you I don't even know what to think of anything anymore. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where you're like... What do I say? By the way... Uh, there's going to be some some language on the show. Had a, had somebody say a comment last episode saying, "Hey, you were cursing a little bit." Yeah. Do you know me? All right. All right. So the reason why, the reason why, the reason why part of that was, all right, because the person said that there was no, there was nothing on the. Um, episode, uh, what is it, I guess it was Spotify that they were listening to it on, that they were saying now it, there was nothing marking it as being explicit, well, alright, so I'm having a problem right now with, as far as putting my episodes on to the computer, yeah, I'm with, I'm on Anchor and Spotify tech support and they're trying to explain to me why it's 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 happening, and but when it gave me an opportunity, so ba- all right, so basically I had to load my last episode onto a, another app, transfer that to the Anchor app, which is great. I'm happy with them. They're fi- I'm fine with it, but I had to load that into the Anchor app, and then from there I had to go to. Uh, Load it up and everything else like that. And when I did it, I had to eventually use my phone to upload it, and there was no optioned, optioned, optioned. There's no option to load it onto my um, market is explicit. So if you're if you're not happy with explicit language, don't listen to me. Which you should know that already. If you know me at all. So, period. <laughs> all right. But are you, are you, you guys doing good? You doing all right? I've been trying to knock this out for a couple, a few days. I've been doing some stuff. I've had other stuff to do. I've actually tried to record this episode a couple times, and it just didn't really come out, which, as I always say, I'm not a huge fan of editing, Uh not just because of the work um but also because of the just the fact that I you know I want this to kind of be more like a like a real radio show like a real like a you're listening to me talk you're listening to me say what I got to say do what I got to do and that's the way it's going to work so um <laughs> so anyways so that's the way it's going to go um but anyways that was the that's a, that's the deal, yo. That's the the kids would say. I, um but it it was it's been cool. Thank you everybody for the feedback. I had a couple of people remark on what on, on the last episode as to like what like things I I was talking about. Which is great because hey, you're listening, right? And one of the things that I had remarked on in the last episode, it was a, just a little side comment. And I was talking I said, well, how... Oh, I was talking about English and British. And I was like, well, you know, about 14, 15. And the the pluck you. Does anybody remember that? Do you remember that? Okay, good. Uh, and I, I talked about how uh, what, you know, how much meat are you drinking? And People were like, oh, and somebody said, well, what exactly is mead? I'm like, well, you have the Internet, but guess what? John D is here for you. (laughs) So it got me really thinking, okay, so like what what really is mead? Uh, I I got a son of a bitch. I got to get my glasses on. Oh, I know. (laughs) It's like sliding old old age onto your face. Mm hmm. There we go. <sighs> Mead is an alcoholic beverage created by fermenting honey with water, sometimes with various fruits, spices, grains, or hops. Okay, okay. The alcoholic content ranges from about 3.5% to more than 20%. Well, sign me up for that. the <laughs> The defining characteristic of mead is that the majority of the beverage is fermentable sugar, uh, which alcohol comes from sugar, which is, you know, that's why I got my little bill belly. Uh, what is it? It may it may still it may be still. <laughs> what is that? That's basically just flat. They call it still. It's still water? It's still water. No, it's not. It's just, it's just water. It's not still water. Anyways. I'm just saying. It's still. It's still. It's it's just still. It's just sitting there, doing nothing, bothering no one. Maybe still carbonated. <laughs> or, or naturally sparkling. Which, I guess that would be more like the... I don't know. But I'm just saying. Uh also dry, semi sweet, or sweet. Mead was produced in ancient times throughout Europe. Levant. What the fuck is Levant? And Asia and has <laughs> played Wikipedia. So a mead of poetry was created. Uh, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. And has played an important role in the mythology of peoples In Norse mythology for example The mead of poetry was crafted from the blood Of the wise Being Kvasir And turned the drinker into a poet or a scholar Really Of course I got this little thing you just click on In Norse mythology, Alright so it's K-V-A-S-I-R Kavasir was a being born of the saliva Aesir and the veneer Norm! Shit. Yep. Norm the smoke detector. Traveled far and wide, teaching and spreading knowledge. This continued until the dwarfs (laughs) Uh, What is this? The Hobbit? Fajalier Fajaller and Galler killed Kavassier (laughs) I'm just calling him Kavassier because I can't Kavassier and drained him of his blood the two mixed his blood with honey resulting in the mead of poetry which imbues the drinker with skullship. oh come on man and wisdom and spread of which eventually I All right, done with it. <laughs> the history of mead. Like, how did I even get on this? I mean, I know how I got on it, but it's just like, you know, when, when you get into something where you're, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to talk about things and stuff like that, and you're just like, and somebody says, well, talk more about mead. All right, I'll talk more about mead, and then you actually get on it, and you're like, what the fuck am I doing? So let's talk more about the history of the the mead drink itself. Uh, Let's see. That is not mead. Um, Pottery vessels dating from 7,000 BCE what's the e for <laughs> discovered in northern China have shown chemical signatures consistent with the presence of honey rice and organic compounds the earliest descript yeah earliest describing the earliest surviving description of mead is possibly the soma oh now what's a soma is that a, is that a poem? Are we talking about that shit again? Mentioned in the hymns of the Rig Veda, one of the sacred books of the historical Vedic religion. All right, you got. to Oh, okay. Well, Vedic. No, that's um, that's Hinduism, right? Hold on. Yeah, that's what it says. Okay. Oh, see, I am smarter than people know. All right. Date around seventeen hundred to eleven hundred B.C. But where's the e at? During the golden age of ancient Greece, mead was said to be the preferred drink. Of Aristotle, three eighty four three twenty two. Discuss mead in his meteorology. What happened? Mhm. So, one of the things, because I was, I, I try to look this up ahead of time. I try to have things pulled up. Well, it's one of the things was uh, somebody was saying, yeah, I try to do my research before I do this. I don't just sit there and just knock around all day and do nothing. You know, I'm trying to. So one of the things was, is that somebody, somebody was, one of the things I was reading was that mead is actually supposed to be good for you. And it's it's based on the health properties of honey. Yeah. Honey. So I pulled this thing up. This is on um healthline.com. Healthline.com. And it says mead is a fermented beverage traditionally made from honey, water, and a yeast or bacterial culture. Which I know sounds like you, you know, you're like, ooh, strep throat? What? <laughs> So, no, sometimes called the drink of the gods, mead has been cultivated and consumed consumed across the world for thousands of years. The article explores mead and its possible benefits and pitfalls. Well, that's what I'm trying to get to. Mead or honey wine is an alcoholic beverages made by fermenting honey. What is that? Is that a noise? Anything? Can y'all hear that? Or is that just me? If you can I'm sorry. I Hmm. Weird. It's one of the oldest alcoholic beverages ever made, and it was consumed, consumed as far back as 4,000 years. Interestingly, Interestingly, mead was common across ancient cultures around the world, including those in Asia, Europe, and Africa. Well, it's a well-traveled travel beverage huh those similar to beer wine or cider mead 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 it's like you're going to go get some of that mead stuff what you going to do mate mead occupies a beverage category on its own since its primary fermentable sugar is honey yeah we, okay All right so all you need to make basic mead is honey. What has anybody ever had mead? This is this is the thing. Why reason why it it just piqued my interest is because have you ever had mead? Has anybody ever had actual mead, like mead? Yeah, I'll take a, a two shots of Fireball and a and a two pints of mead. Like you don't, it's not something you really run into much. But it's not something I wouldn't necessarily drink. I don't know. I. I especially since it's got this uh, okay all you need all you need to make basic mead is honey water and a yeast or bacterial culture we heard that earlier however ingredients such as fruits herbs spices grains and uh, uh, grains roots and flowers are often included as well hmm why would you put flowers in it well, it's mead and it's decorative it's a decorative mead, yes, I want decorative mead at my wedding. Mead's alcohol content varies, but it's typically around five twenty five to twenty percent, which is twenty percent jeez like you want you guys want some shots? No, we're drinking mead, oh never mind. <laughs> Oh, and okay. So here's the thing: I want to say, does science support suggested health benefits? In ancient cultures, mead was associated with a good health and vitality. In Greek mythology, okay, that's well, going back always. It was often, which don't get me wrong, I love me some baklava. So in Greek, and the and the the old hero or gyro. In Greek mythology, it was often referred to as the drink of the gods and allegedly given to warriors after a fight to enhance healing of their battle injuries. Hey, man, we're sorry you lost an arm, but get drunk on us. All right. Today, many still believe that drinking mead benefits your health and that the drink has healing properties. However, there is limited evidence to support these claims. Okay. Most modern health claims related to drinking mead are centered around the the honey from which the drink is made and the probiotic. Oh, not like that yogurt stuff. You know the yogurt shit you see? Contents is presumed to have a result of the fermentation process. <coughs> Stupid trees. Although I'm get, it's getting better. It's getting better. That did, okay. Is that just me hearing? Let me know if y'all are hearing that. Son of a gun. What is that? Hmm. Honey, Honey has been used for its culinary and therapeutic applications for centuries. Research indicates that honey has strong antioxidant and antimicrobial properties. Really? And this... So, well, I'm... Antimicrobial. Well, that's not antiviral. So, like, okay, people, so don't, you know, in this day and age with the corona stuff, don't slather yourself in honey and think you can just go outside because it's microbial, not not viral. Even I know that much. Anyways, both of which have driven its use in ancient and modern medicine to treat a variety of physical ailments. Today, it's frequently used as a topical treatment for skin wounds and infections or consumed orally to soothe a cough or sore throat. Well, we know about the cough and the sore throat. I didn't know it was about to... <laughs> Man, topical treatment for skin wounds and infections? Are you serious? Oh, my God. Where's Mitch Hedberg when you need him? That that sounds like a Mitch Hedberg joke. That really does. Like, Okay. Oh, uh, shh! I might try to do this. Um, how would Mitch do it? I so miss him. Um, not that I was great friends with him. I just loved his jokes, and I did have the <laughs> hold on, wait, wait, so it would be like uh I was told that no wait, hold on, I don't wanna fuck this up i I heard that honey, if you put it on a skin wound and it was infected uh, if you had a problem with, uh, uh, fuck I'm fucking it up All right. I was told that if you had a skin wound you should put honey on it and somebody said to me Mitchell you are covered in bees and flies and I said yes but where I fell down and scabbed my knee is no longer infected there we go <laughs> it's, I just wrote a Mitch Hedberg joke god darn it I missed that guy I know, and somebody would say, "Oh, you could just make that your own joke." I don't, pff, I don't fucking care. <laughs> I could just see Mitch <laughs> where I felt, <laughs> where I fell and skinned my knee is no longer infected because <laughs> I put honey on it, something like that. <laughs> Woo! And of course, we all know about the sore throat and stuff like that. That's that's just coat. That's just coating it, man some claim that because meat is made from honey it possesses the same medicinal properties. Mm, I don't know. I don't know about that. Oh, probiotics and gut health. Gut health. Gut health. What the, what is gut? Yeah, see that's what, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't This made it like I said the yogurt. Probiotics are living microorganisms that when consumed in adequate quantities can have a positive impact on your immunity and gut health. Unless you're getting hammered. Negative effect. Heart disease, cancer, allergies. I could use that right now. (laughs) Like I said, I don't know who invented pollen, but they need to get their shit together. Oh. alcohol content of mead may counteract can't can huh, I can't talk this morning stop it may counteract any possible benefits as excessive alcohol consumption is associated with negative changes in your gut bacteria okay we got it all right so <laughs> <sighs> potential downsides of drinking too much well i don't want to get into that calorie content yeah I mean you're basically drinking sugar, so <laughs> risk of obesity and diabetes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know that. Okay, we know that, eh? Okay, donkeys. Phew. That's funny though. I well 20 minutes in? Holy shit. Anyways, so <laughs> somebody brought that up. They said, Oh, what is what is mead? And what will be your take on Mead? What was my take? I guess it was <laughs> I, just, I don't know. I just like the, the headbird joke. That was worth it. that was worth reading that for just Mitchell, you are covered in bees and flies. Yes, but where I fell down and skinned my knee is no longer effect. And that's not a joke he ever did. But I feel like if he had seen that, that's a joke he would have done. Rest in peace, Mitch. All right. So somebody else said, hey, where did it go? It was somebody brought up the last, step. what is English? I know. I try to have the scenes pulled up. Versus British. Basically, it was it was the difference between what is being English and what is being British. And I don't want to want to watch a video on it. Yeah, so it's okay. No, this is not. Ah, son of a bit! You're fucking up my radio, show. Norm. This is not. Oh, uh, I'm gonna have to edit this shit. Really? No. Well, no, no. Alright, you know what? I'm gonna skip that. I'll come I'll so I'm gonna I'm gonna circle back to that on this one, on this episode, because I can't I had a really I had a really good article about um what is the difference between being English and being British. I know I said it with a funny accent, but... Um, yeah, sorry about that. It uh, My bad. I know, it's hilarious, isn't it? It's like the funniest comedy podcast ever. It's so funny. The way the guy just sits in his squeaky chair and randomly says shit. <clears throat> But well, what somebody else, what somebody else brought up was, I know. I guess, I guess I should do this first, because I made fun of last episode. I made fun of England having the you know West Worcestershire sure, sure, whatever, type of names, right? Like like weird town names, you know. And don't get me wrong, uh, the person said. You know, it, America has what's yay? I got a British listener. Well, I think they're from England, but they're living in the states. Sorry, I'm A and W root beer. Um, but uh, they 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 said that they said America has weird names too, and I yeah okay, Lancashire, Cheshire, we're But they they said, hey, you you know, you should talk about, you know, other stuff going on, like other names. That's what I meant. Um, (laughs) And there are, there are. I mean, there's weird town names anywhere you go. It's just, you know, when you're... So if you speak English, you're in England, you know, it's like, whatever. Because, you know, if you speak English, you're an American, you go to England... Or wherever, like you understand what the name says, as opposed to being—I'm sure there's some weird, crazy-ass town name outside of Moscow, you know. Where you're like, I'm, but you don't know. You don't know what it says. People are like, oh yeah, that's a funny town name. Or they're like, oh yeah, that's crazy town name. That's crazy town name. You don't even know. But I, you know, I don't, I don't know that because I'm a tourist. I don't speak Russian. I've been there. Don't get me wrong, I actually have, but I I don't to to say that I would, you know. All right. So <laughs> Screamer, Alabama. <laughs> <coughs> Stupid trees. Yes. Screamer, an unincorporated community in southeastern Alabama, has a noisy history. <laughs> Who was writing this? Alright, this is on mentalflaws dot com. Alright. Anything called mental flaws. According to a local historian, the name Alright. The name I think that's the government. Is that the government hacking in me? Okay, can y'all hear that? I can get a little I'm getting a little weird thing going on. Alright. Whatever. As long as you guys are okay. According to a local historian, the name may have two origins. In one version of the story, it comes from the fact that 19th century Native Americans used to loudly heckle white train travelers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, could you blame them? As they passed by what was then a reservation, the screaming could have also referred to the din Din made by local bears, panthers, and wild... What's what's a din and wildcats? Uh oh, I still wanna type no, I'm no I'm not doing it. Type up din, people. D-I-N D-I-N. See what a din is. There you go. There's your homework. Un you Alaska, Alaska. <laughs> so it's UN Alaska. Like uh, all right, so just take Alaska, put a UN on the front of it. Don't let the name fool you. Unalaska is, an, is as Alaskan as it comes. Huh. Well, thanks for that, making that easy to read. With little more than 4,500 residents, Unalaska is the largest city in the Aleutian Islands, which at one point was invaded by the Japanese. Did you know that? Yeah, look it up. Yeah, World War II. Originally, Youna, okay, residents named it, I'm not saying that word, Agunulashk. A, a word that means the peninsula. Well, that would make some freaking sense. As Russian fur, fur traders arrived, not the Japanese, not what I'm saying, but look it up. The spelling morphed into I uh, uh un, un Wow, why am I trying to read this? Un Unlaska, which eventually became Un Alaska. Cause they were like, we're not saying this shit. Oh, what, yeah, what it, yeah. You wanna mail a postcard? R- write this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Why Arizona? <laughs> Because, like, why? Like, why would you be in Y, Arizona? Um... Why call a town Y? This tiny, teeny, tiny community near the U.S.-Mexico border is named after the Y-shaped intersection of two nearby highways. Well, but Y is spelled with, like, Y. Like, a question. Like, why? Why? But because of an Arizona law requiring place names to have at least three letters, Y became the more okay. But... Smack <laughs> Smack Over, Arkansas. Yeah, I'm uh I'm uh, I'm from uh, Smackover, Smack Over, Arkansas. And uh I just graduated from Smack Over High School. It's anybody else hearing that? What the what the fuck? Alright. If if you are hearing it, I'm will oh, I'll try to get it fixed. If you can work through it. I feel like I'm having a good episode. I don't wanna re-record this. All right. Smackover, Arkansas, this town of 1,800 people in southern Arkansas, at one point, one of the nation's biggest oil producers, was settled by French trappers in the early 19th century. The name Smackover may have come from the French name for the local creek, Chemin Covert. Doesn't he host a late-night show? (laughs) No, it's not. Which means covered way. And sumac cover. Sumac cover. So it's sumac, okay. Means the covering of sumac trees, a local plant. Alternate theories trace the name back to the legend of oil streaming smack over the derrick. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds sounds naughty. Rough and ready California. Oh, jeez. That's Oh my god, there's too many of these. Two Egg Florida? Two Egg Florida got its name during the Great Depression. According to local lore, two young boys were so strapped for cash that they paid a local shopkeeper for sugar by giving them two eggs. Okay. These make-do-business transactions occurred so so regularly that patrons began referring to the establishment as a two-egg store. Eventually the name caught on with Traveling salesman, <laughs> you want to buy a milkshake machine? Uh, it's a movie reference. Look it up. The founder, who, anyways, who spread it to other towns. <laughs> Climax, Georgia. Never done that in Georgia. I don't think. Wait, no, I don't think so. At least not a, not. Okay, anyways. Founded in the 1880s, the tiny town of Climax, Georgia got its name from its location. It sits at the... Oh, okay. Well, that makes more sense. It sits at the highest point on the railroad between Savannah and the Chattahoochee River. Not a bandit, the band Chattahoochee. <laughs> Slick Pooh, Idaho. Okay. Near Cul-de-sac, Idaho. What is... It? I don't even want to... I don't want I, I, What are you driving that town? You can't get out of it? Near cul de Idaho, sits the multiple house assembly of Slick Poo. <laughs> it is literally spelled like it sounds, people. A slice of real estate that may barely qualify as a town. I would hope so. But was once a bustling village. Originally at the site of a Catholic mission. Well, that's why they made it a. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's it's, uh, all right. It was said to have been gifted to the missionaries by landowner Josiah Uh, (laughs) Slickpoo. Man, this is this is why I read. This stuff to you people because I just want you to because this is the stuff that I sit there and read when I'm when I'm you know not doing other stuff or I don't yeah Sandwich Illinois A and W root beer I swear to God Santa Claus Indiana What Cheer Iowa Gas Kansas Right, reading read that one. Book, book, uh, book to sleep. You need us, Louisiana. Burnt Porcupine Wayne. I'm mad at that, Maine. What? Oh, what is that? I'll, I'll work on it. <clears throat> All right, so Burnt Porcupine, Maine. It's easier to imagine where this island off the coast of Maine got its unusual name. Man, they're making me read it. Just squint at it. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Located near. Okay, now I know this. Located near Bar Harbor, where I have been on family vacation with my dad, my stepmom, my brother, and Acadia National Park. Burnt porcupine was nearby sister islands with. Uh, what was. Yeah, yeah, that's the Porcupine Islands. Bald, yeah, here it is. Okay. Ball porcupine, long por- porcupine, and sheep porcupine. Okay, I uh, remember this. What, that's all they're going to do? I could tell us. Oh, well, f- fuck you then. Boring Maryland, otherwise known as every town in Maryland. <laughs> now, Baltimore's all right, but as long as you're. Belchertown, Massachusetts, Hell, Michigan, <laughs> which is you know, it's that's just that's Mich- Michigan. Nimrod, Minnesota, <laughs> which is basically Minnesota. Hot coffee, Mississippi. Uh, what? Tight wide Missouri. <laughs> Pray, Montana. Pray being P R A Y. <laughs> Pray, you just better pray. Well, I guess they don't really sell an accent in Montana. Right? What is a Montana accent? I don't think I've ever been there. Jig's Nevada. The jig is up. Sandwich, New Hampshire. All right. Anyways, so to the uh, to the person that said, uh, "Hey, why not North Carolina?" I've actually been through there. Um, not. I've never performed. I never performed like comedy there, but knock 'em stiff. <laughs> really, one word: knock 'em stiff. Ohio, Gene Autry, Oklahoma. I already knew about that one. Zigzag, Oregon. Intercourse, Pennsylvania, which we already knew about. Uh, Woonsocket, Rhode Island. Ketchup Town. Mud Butt, South Dakota. Difficult Tennessee, <laughs> Ding Dong, Texas. What? Upon learning that the town of Ding Dong is located in Bell County, Texas, you might reasonably conclude that the two facts are related, but you'd be wrong. The community was named after its founders, the Bell family, but they're unrelated to Governor Peter Hansborough Bell, whose honor in whose honor the county was named. Well, where does the dong come from? Ding Dong. Oh, because it's a bell. Never mind. <laughs> I'm fucking stupid. Mexican hat. Bumpus, uh, Virginia. Yeah, I mean, all right. So it's pronounced Bumpus, not Bumpass. No more shit face. The locals will tell you it's pronounced Bumpus. And if you tell, all right, so this is, I live in Virginia. So if they tell you anything at all, many Bumpus residents have developed a no talking to strangers policy. Maybe they're just tired of being the butt of every joke. Well, see, why do they have such great analogies on stuff? Where are we at? 37 minutes. Holy shit. I got to get the fuck out of here. I was going to do all kinds of stuff. I might have to save some stuff for other times. Jeez Louise. I, Wow. All right. Oh, boy. That was I didn't realize I was going that long. I literally covered like three, three four topics. I was gonna do what makes a commonwealth and uh bar music versus a concert. My first concert, which was Motley Crew. I gotta no. I'm gonna I, I uh, alright. I don't know. You guys wanna hear a little more? Do you? I can't. I can't hear you out there. You gotta make a little more noise. All right. I. <laughs> um. <clears throat> so, what is the difference between a Commonwealth and a state? So there's four. All right. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do closing remarks. We'll get we'll get we'll get the heck on out of here, and uh, we'll, we'll save everything else for the next one. Um, there are four states. All right. So there's four states. In the United States. I'm trying... Okay, here we go. Why is it not pulling up? Uh, Kentucky, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, and Virginia. Hold on. Yep, there it is. Hey. Why, why... My phone being so slow. It's a... It's an iPhone. Kentucky, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Virginia. Their distinction is in is the name alone. The commonwealths are just like any other state in their politics and laws... And there is no difference in their relationship to the nation as a whole. Now, here's the thing I think a lot of people don't realize is that in a commonwealth uh, they are all what's called right-to-work states I believe where they can fire you for no reason and you can basically quit for no reason. But I don't... Don't quote me on that. If anybody has a, a legal stance on that that actually knows what they're talking about then please let me know. So why are they called commonwealths? Well, their constitutions simply deem them such. <laughs> well, that's simple. Yeah, we're a commonwealth. Well, we're a state. Yeah, we're a commonwealth. But we're a state. Well, I'm going to give a shit. All right. Massachusetts, the one in which Merriam Webster, which is this is on Merriam Webster, is headquartered. the The term "Commonwealth" was preferred by a number of political writers in the years leading up to 1780, which was right after 1776, when the Civil War, or not Civil War, but the Revolutionary War, was starting. Uh, designating the state as such. The preference is believed to have existed perhaps because there... Which, by the way, I was doing my little... Because that's a kind of a little tribute I do to Bill Burr. Because uh, he always does that. Anyways. Alright. Nobody got it. Never mind. The preference is believed to have existed perhaps because there was some anti-minor... Minor... anti minorchial How else do you say that? Minorchial sentiment in in using the word Commonwealth. Okay. That notion might seem strange to those familiar with another use of the word Commonwealth. The Commonwealth with a capital C. Yeah, (laughs) capital C. I don't know how many times I've said that about somebody. The Commonwealth with a capital C is an association of sovereign states consisting of Britain and a number of countries that were formerly under its rule. Membership in the, in the Commonwealth is voluntary and not restricted to former colonies. <clears throat> All right, so basically it's like England. In addition to Kentucky, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, and Virginia, the United States has two other commonwealths, Puerto Rico and the Northern Mariana Islands. Good luck to them. But they are of a different kind. They are not states and have only a non-voting representative in Congress, as does the District of Columbia. But they're not called a Commonwealth. They're called a district. While residents of these islands have U.S. citizenship, they pay no federal income taxes. Well, that's nice. Uh, That's just uh, Puerto Rico and Northern Mariana, because I live in Virginia, and I definitely pay income taxes. Uh, for sure. Though they do not pay other kinds of federal taxes. So that's what? All right. So basically what it... Because I had made a... God, how did I get on that? There was a reason why I was on that. Anyways, what makes... So that's the difference between a commonwealth and a state. If you're in a state, but basically, the, the, people want to say that the, people, people want to say that the law is different in a, a commonwealth and a state, and it actually really kind of is. Basically, a commonwealth is supposed to be more of a, of a, a plan of where it's about the people, and the people can run it. And it's, I don't know, I, we're gonna get into that at a, on another time, but it's there is an interesting thing to it and but i'm already at 43 minutes jeez louise and i got some stuff to do it is a crazy time in the world people and one of the things i want to do is i'm i'm you know i'm trying to support some businesses businesses and one of the people i want to businesses i want to support for this week is Kia and Co. Kia and Company, uh, which is a it's a locally RVA because I live near the RVA. It's RVA, but hey, you can support them from wherever. And if if you want authentic Indian fusion and in, food in Richmond, um, you really you got to get it mm-hmm. from an authentic Indian, and I mean Indian like from India. Indian Kia and Co. .net is where you can reach them out. Um, She was born and raised in Mumbai, India. I've, I've met this, this woman. She's a friend of mine. She's a, and a friend of mine's wife. And she's, but she's a friend of mine. Uh, She was born and raised in Mumbai, India. Chef Kia has been featured in Richmond magazine, Virginia living magazine. She's fantastic. Like I'm no, I'm no schlep in the kitchen. Right, I'm not great, I'm not perfect in the kitchen. I don't sit there and you know, but i I can I can make you a killer made from scratch uh clam chowder. I can do stuff like that, and but this woman knows her stuff. I've talked to her. she's really, really great. Kia and Company offers freshly made Indian fusion meals. Oh uh, they have the such as butter chicken non pizza. Oh my Lord, are you serious? Who I want that. Paneer Pop Tarts. What is that? <laughs> I want whoo and masala mac and cheese. Oh my oh, man. It is uh 9 32 in the morning and I'm about to go. All right. They <laughs> they have curbside carry out or delivery available, but gotta place your orders online at Kia K-E-Y-A. A and company and co.net. So K E Y A A N A N D C O dot net. I'll repeat it one more time K E Y A A N D C O dot net before 1159 p.m. on Tuesday. <laughs> that, wow. I, I also heard they have these really great masala chips that are supposed to be amazing, but masala mac and cheese pane- mm. I want some chicken on pizza man anyways anyways so 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 do that do that kiaandco.net before 11:59 uh pm on tuesday before orders available thursday or friday curbside or delivery so, uh and uh that's it kiaandco.net namaste baby that's what they that's what they say no but they're 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 great people and and i know kia personally and she really she knows her stuff she knows how to cook and you'll really really enjoy the food and and i man i haven't had any good curry chicken in forever but but talk to that it, it's it's one of these things okay so we're in a crazy time um Forty-seven minutes. All right. I had a bunch of, I had a bunch of other stuff to say, but I'm just not gonna do it today. Um, yeah. So we'll talk about uh, bar music versus concerts next next episode. How about that? That's something for you to look forward to, huh? Is that something good? Anyways, all right. So yeah. So keyandco.net. net onet K-E-Y-A co. Dot net. Look them up very good stuff and in closing like subscribe download there is a listener support button on my spotify i appreciate everybody who's giving me a you know a little bit here and there but um <laughs> it hasn't been much and i'm fine with that i don't care i you know, I'm not doing this for the money. I'm doing this because it's a way for me to vent. It's a way for me to kind of talk about stuff. It's just a way for me to be... I don't have to leave the house, I guess. I don't know. I don't have to go anywhere. I got my nice little studio set up. Set up. And I don't have to do anything. So, uh, But if you got a buck or two and you want to throw it at me, like I said, there's a, there's a listener support button on my Spotify. However if it comes down to giving me a dollar or two i give it to a charity i'll figure my own stuff out but um like no kid hungry uh feed america are very important right now you know those are very important things and uh you know let's take care of each other people stay safe stay strong stay at home if you don't have to be out i know that um i mean my my wife is back working which at times, it's been a little scary, but at the same time, it's also, you know, she's very safe about things, social distancing. Support your local restaurants is what I want to say. Just do that and, and uh yeah. So, anyways, thank you so much. Like, subscribe, download. If nothing else, please share if you like what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know today, this episode was a little kind of, kind of different. Different. I don't know. Muy facile. No, that's very easy. That's not. That was in Spanish. All right. Anyways. All right. Guys, I got to go. It's 9. 36 in the morning. And I'm going to get. I got to go get some stuff done. All right, folks. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening to the Johnny podcast. And I will talk to you soon. All right. See you.